0: The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by a momentwithmorris.com and blackblueprints.com That's blackblueprints with a Z dot com. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius Peace and blessings family We are bringing you the newest episode of the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something Say
1: something.
0: As we do what we do get together and talk about everything happening in the life and the world out in these streets
1: In these cool, cool, cool streets yeah <laughs> you want to drop a christmas album oh man you know kwanzaa you know what, album. kwanzaa christmas thanksgiving um and all the other things
0: bring in your episode number 71 boom bang
1: ping. here
0: we go brother <laughs> episode 71 as always we like to highlight black excellence Our people that have done great things in this life some have gone on to uh the Celestial Greener Pastors, some of them are still with us, but I think it's important that we highlight our folks and tell our stories. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So one gentleman in particular. Now, this is a near and dear one to my heart. I'm, I'm a fan of what this brother did. He's since gone on. He, he's a, he's a, uh, he's an ancestor now. And he was uh, born in 1899. So I mean he, he lived a long time, but but, mm. but uh, he, he was born in 1899 in D.C., And he was born the son of uh, two pianists, two piano players. And I'm going to give a real brief story about this brother, but uh, there's no way I can do it justice for what he accomplished in his life. Mm -hmm. Like They really need to be a movie, like a real introspective movie about what this brother did in this time. And uh, he passed in 1974. So let you know how long he was was here with us. He ultimately had passed of uh, lung cancer and pneumonia. But uh, in his time period, uh, he would probably if you're having a conversation of some of the most influ- influential people involved in jazz music, you can't get past two or three without this brother, you know, before you start really addressing what he did and, and his contribution to the game. And during the era of uh, the Harlem black Renaissance, you know, the cotton club in Harlem in the twenties. And he just, what he did in music for, for over 50 years, uh, he recorded he composed over a thousand pieces of music uh, he had his full orchestra and what he adapted to jazz music he didn't even like to be referred to as a uh, jazz player he's like to say that he was beyond category mm. like he was just it, what he could create and what he could do inspired so many people his legacy in music is unmatched like when people talk about prince's catalog and all the un, you know released music that he had in the vaults and vaults and vaults, he took a page directly out of this man's playbook. And as he was trying to establish himself musically, he used to work during the day to finance his music profession in life. Mm. So a lot of the artists now out there who are always looking for somebody to give money. His brother used to work doing everything from uh, working at the ballpark to he used to work in a sign business. And whenever people used to come in with signs for events, he used to ask, do you have music at your function? Hmm. And if you didn't, he would kind of plug himself and and get ingrained and and get it that way. Uh, Like I said, I'm not even going to go deep on what he did musically because it would just be robbing him of his greatness. He was born uh, Edward Kennedy uh, Ellington, but because he was so charismatic, so smooth and so dapper, they gave him the nickname Duke. So we can uh, rest in peace, show a little love one time to the late great Mr. Duke Ellington.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Young Duke.
0: Yeah, this brother was was on another level, like what he could do musically. He was writing pieces by ear like he before he could even read music. He could just hear stuff. He would take songs and rework them to where most people thought it was an original piece. They didn't even recognize staple music. And, you know, his his orchestra that he incorporated. all I mean, everybody who came through his camp was just I mean, if you were just touched by him, your your game elevated to another level, like insanely. You know, one of my favorite songs on the planet was what he did with the John Coltrane in a sentimental mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I mean, like I said, there's, been, there's this, talk about Spike Lee, talk about the Huthy brothers out there, Will Packer. Like tell the Duke Ellington story.
1: That's the real deal.
0: Like all the people who he touched through that entire era, like through the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, after the war, like just he was he was high yellow if you saw him. <laughs> he was light skinned, but his family was real deep on on his black awareness. Uh, come through the Jim Crow, you know. I mean. His grandparents are slaves. Like, I mean, just coming, just, just, I mean, all the things that he saw, I would love to see a really introspective, like, real story about what that man did. And it probably won't
1: ever happen. That's a brother with a
0: real, like, his personal life, like they did to Ray Charles. I mean, this, this, this dude was on, on some, some other stuff, but I just think he did
1: throw that out there personally. Dope, brother. You always come with, you you know, know, the, the, the brothers, the sisters acknowledging them. If they have been or they have not been acknowledged, yeah, we appreciate you breaking it down. Black excellence at its
0: best. Got to highlight that stuff because it's important that we tell our stories and, and that we're uh, that we care, you know, that we don't just let what we do, the mark that we leave on this world just come and go or just fall victim to just accepting what other people want to label us as Mm. you know that 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 importance to highlight you know our greatness like this dude was a genius like i said other level and you look at all the other cultures and that that were influenced by him you know he he, 50 years of just insane talent music you know Mm. he got every award you can think of he got a pillitzer after he died he got a presidential medal he uh he's in the grammy hall of fame and then you're like 24 Grammys something like that uh, 14 Grammys 25 nominations uh, this dude was just like star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame mm-hmm. you know he's got honorary degrees from multiple universities for what he did in music and culture like smart dude charismatic dude great great dude just a you know, double shout out to Duke but uh, we got a lot going on this week we do we do first off let me give a shout out to you because you took time
1: out to Barry Axius Press Tour uh, to do this episode of yeah. the Sex Up Podcast yeah. <laughs> It's just been a grind, man. You know, interview, radio interview, uh, then a news interview. Uh, you know, the young bull, Cervante Clark is about to run for mayor. I saw that I he saw made that. his announcement. Filed his paperwork. You <laughs> uh, he filed. He, he really is like stepping. I seen a flyer. Um, this is still when he was kind of like a little off, and I was kind of like, is this dude for real? And you know, he's for real. I did an interview about that, you know, local um, news station, Fox News, you know, it's a love hate relationship with me in the media, because I know they try to create a narrative. And I know it is my duty to make sure clearly the narrative that I am going to betray that I am going to put out for um, the public, whether it's locally or nationally, it's the right representation of black people. And, Every way, It's the truth. It's not um, sugar-coated and it's not compromising and it doesn't put us in a bad light. So having the conversation about Clark, um, it was interesting because there were times where I really felt that this dude was just so off. Yeah. Like, why are they continuing to put the cameras on him? Why are they continuing to create now his story instead of his brother's story? But through... The time of processing, um, getting help, being able to now, because you get thrown into this spotlight, your brother is dead, you probably got your own things that you're dealing with as a man, a black man coming up into society. Now, here it is, you're being asked to be the spokesperson, you're asked to be a leader, you're asked to be- Put on national television yeah, with asked camera to be in your face. Just- um, you're know, this civil rights leader. And a community activist, as so many of us who have taken that mantle have been prepped on, have been done done for some years. When the shit hit the fan, we were prepared. We were ready. Like already we been
0: mentored, already been to,
1: man, we've to been talk. sculpted. Yeah. We've been to the terrain. We've been prepped. We've been battle tested. And here is this young dude that the last thing that he probably thought in his life that he would be talking about police brutality. And talking about the police killing his brother. So he had a stretch where there was a lot of pain, some ignorance, pain, a lot of misconception, a lot of wrong moves, just a lot of hype at the same time and being in that spotlight. But he's matured a lot. I've um, grown to, to understand him a little bit better. He's grown to understand me a little bit better. And, you know, been in a few different, uh, you know, collective partnerships in Sacramento. And he's asked me to help him on a few different things. So when the news came to talk to me, I wasn't going to sit there and speak ill about the young dude. I yeah. wasn't going to sit there and say he's a freaking idiot because I'm sure that's what they probably wanted me to say on yeah, some kind is. of level. Yeah. Oh, well, he doesn't have experience. I didn't say any of that. Mm. I definitely said. When they were talking about the inexperience that he has, I just looked at Donald Trump. So, well, look at our president we have. What experience does he have? Besides, you know, running big businesses, he doesn't have any political experience. No. Maybe probably buying a few people off, but he don't got no political experience. So, you know, before, prior to becoming our president. So, I look at it. You turn uh, tragedy into triumph. He's trying to make... Do in part to his brother's legacy and he has great ideas is it going to be an uphill battle for sure uh, is there a, 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 a real 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 like <laughs> long shot for this hell yes but if he's doing something positive and this is what he wants to do is what he wants to um, bear and help continue to pull his brother's legacy. I'm all for it.
0: And the upside to this is that he doesn't have to win. So the fact is is that with if he brings up the right agendas and brings up the right information, it will almost somewhat force the hand of whoever he's running against to to address some things. Yeah. You know. And so if you've got a candidate, like I said, even if he's, he's a distant fourth, distant third, whatever, but At the town hall, if it gets that far, you know, the stuff that he'll bring up subject wise, there'll be some subject matter that he will bring up that other people running probably wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they wouldn't have to worry about addressing or having a rebuttal for. And if he's got the right people around him to what direction and to what and i'm sure he's going to stay on the police bill of rights mm-hmm. and stay on law enforcement addressing civilians and, and practices and and uh and that nature if he gets a real good point plan like i said he doesn't have to win He get enough stuff addressed enough stuff brought to the forefront this is sacramento if you're you know a lot of people think oh you know they think california they think san francisco los angeles san diego it is the capital of california mm-hmm. what is california like the fifth or sixth you know um Grossing our, our, our money here is, is one of the biggest. We're only the fifth. Something like, on the planet. Like we do more okay. money in Cal in this one state than most countries. Yeah. I'm about to <laughs> say I don't think in the United States. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm talking about in the world. Like we, we we do more money in this state than than we, most we, nations. And we sure do feel that in every other way. Yeah, and this is the capital. So you know you become mayor of Sacramento. Like say you just you you make major headlines.
1: So he's a it's a long shot,
0: but like I said, just the the the, the, the attention yeah, that he can bring subjects. Yeah, setting it, to it up for
1: subjects. him because he is a character, and in the moments that he had all eyes on me, yeah, there was so much he could have done, but he was misguided, um, misdirected, miseducated, and he was in fucking pain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he was I, definitely, and there was so much trauma that was going through that moment. Now especially with people like myself that's been around him, been able to give him different perspective, give him some insight that he didn't really listen to before. And I didn't really want to be around him during that moment because it was so much energy that that I was like, it wouldn't have been probably a good moment because um, there was a lot of stuff that a lot of us was trying to get done. And some of it got blocked because there was so many different shenanigans, you know, but because he is such a character and he does have um, some charisma and there are some issues he can well aware and, and be very candid about. There is going to be that um, focus. You're going to have a kind of different nucleus with them, some of the more uh, um, hip or some more hood black folks coming and, and different communities of black folks coming in Sacramento that will just support him because he's one of our own that is going to be very interesting to see and watch how it all plays out
0: well yeah the two part for that is what i think is number one his past mistakes will actually help bring attention to his stuff because there'll be people who they'll bring up the don lemon interview they'll bring up the issues where you know he's telling the mayor to shut the f up they'll bring they already are well no but what i'm saying is is that when they bring those things up to address the highlight them if he's in a good position he's going to get extra attention to see is this going to be a train wreck. Is this going to be, you know, a big, you know, we're just looking to see the circus. And if he's a little better off, if he's if he's doing okay, uh, I think that it'll be, uh, it, it can work out for him. The the second part to that is is that uh, he's a good example uh, if it works out as well. Like I said, I saw some of the um, the the stuff that was written up about. You know, it sounds like he's in a better place and some if like in a position where he can reflect on, you know, where I was at when people were trying to tell me the right thing. Or trying to tell me and I wasn't in a position to hear it. Now I'm in a position to hear it and I'm trying to to make some better moves. I think that that is a, uh, a microcosm of, of most young people. You know, when you're young, you think you've got it figured out or you can only see through your perspective. And because of what you're going through or what you think or whatever's already in your brain uh, where you think you've got it figured out, uh, You can't take it in. You can't hear your parents. Mm -hmm. You can't hear your teachers. You can't hear. You can't. Grandma don't understand. You know. You don't. You don't get it. You old. You don't know. You know. And and then after uh, life sits you down for a minute, (laughs) when life puts you on timeout or life puts one one across your jaw, uh, you can. You're in a position to where okay. Well, well, what were you saying again? You know, yeah. and then maybe you can start listening and getting some good information. So, I, you know, I, I I'm not saying I necessarily, you know, think he'd be the best mayor, but I'm I'm glad that <laughs> know, I'm glad that there's some growth going on, and I'm glad that 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 there was uh, you
1: know, trying to do something different. Definite growth. It's always beautiful to see growth in anybody. Um, you have a dream. I say go ahead and apply it. Don't deny yourself of what could be and what should be or may be and we will definitely see but it will definitely be 2020 an interesting moment of how it all plays out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> will it will it will it burn before it begins or will it really burn and create conversation that Sacramento has denied and will be forced to have. That's and I'm. that's what I'm excited about because I know I'll be a part of the conversation, you know, I will be a part of moving, um, the dial because there's a lot of things that this city and many cities throughout America refuses to deal with, um, besides the mental health aspects, besides the, um, police brutality, um, besides, um, you know, the high, high rising of rent, um, you know, the wages, even though that they're, we're giving you $15, but then you're upping up everything else. Yeah. So the 15 to $17 that I'm making, if rent is $3,000 for a one bedroom, $15 don't mean nothing. Yeah. So we, it's going to be a very interesting moment in sec.
0: Like I said, it's good when we can see folks who were, who are growing and evolving and, and trying to do something better with themselves and, you know, trying to be better folks, but everybody doesn't necessarily do that. Nah, everybody man. doesn't always make the best decisions. And we got a lot of folks out here who was, who are, who are wrong in these streets. Dead ass. Anybody in particular, Barry?
1: Man, you know what, brother? I was just going through my timeline. I was sitting there looking at some of the news headlines just to see who was going to be the silly Negro of the week. And lo and behold, as I ran through back and forth, this guy, that guy, should I go ahead and do another Kanye? Is it going to be Messi Marv again? And even the other brother that we'll be talking about later on, but he's not really a Negro, but he hangs out with a lot of Negroes. I saw our winner and Adrian, what is it, Bruner? Broner. Broner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Adrian Broner? Yeah. I, I, and, and it's unfortunate because Adrian Broner was a guy that you would remember his last name. But nowadays, all you remember Broner for is his antics his shenanigans and his ignorance and his ignorance was at an all time high. The flashy boxer who has now probably been more known for his abrasive antics, whether it's in the ring or outside of the ring, whether it's police arrests or whether it's um, after the fight. He creates (laughs) these these kind of moments where you're asking yourself, this guy got to be on something, right? Didn't you just lose? Exactly. Yeah, it's like I mean, <laughs> and the winner was him, and the loser was you, yeah. Adrian Broner. He just was at his one of his best and one of the most ignorant. Um, what was it? What's that? What's what do they do the the boxing thing that they do? They weigh uh, in. The weigh in. The I don't even think it was a weigh in. Well, press conference. Press conference. So, okay. It was, and it was a press conference with him and Pacquiao. Out of all. Of the years they could have, should have, would have. Now, Pacquiao trying to keep on to his career. And Broner is just trying to get a check. So, here it is. uh, Manny Al and uh, Broner were sitting. And, you know, they were doing their little press run. The whole piece went crazy. And it went more crazy when Broner started utilizing his ignorance and his stereotypical self of why People look at black people the way they do because of guys like him. He made such comments in this press run. I got the whole hood behind me. You got the Philippines. I don't even know how to spell the Philippines. And I'm thinking like, and then it doesn't stop from there. It gets worse. He actually spells hood. H-O-O-D. And the shenanigans of it while he was cussing, talking about uh, Manny Pacquiao's feed, talking about he was going to not only slap but beat up another reporter um, if they wouldn't they wouldn't stop disrespecting him and talking about Floyd Mayweather because remember him and Floyd Mayweather were um, brothers in arms. Yeah. At once Floyd upon a bounced time. once he took a L. Exactly. About. <laughs> and he
0: took a few L's. Once he took that first L, Floyd got a little distance. The second
1: L, a little bit further. The third L, it was like man. it was like you know now I don't even know your name and I won't even give you a fight. It just was perpetuating the ignorance that is um, a lot of brothers who I'm not going to say they're uneducated because they're educated enough to understand how to play with the media. I'm not going to sit there and say that they're outwardly ignorant, even though it comes off like that, but just brothers that are so... Um, in tune with just themselves and how it looks to them, not to anybody else and how it plays out to them and not how it plays out to the black community and kind of what they're showing as grown ass men to our young people, really no real models, just models for the gram models for the social media, not models for the Twitter models for the likes and not really caring about reputation overall, just worried about the fuckery, just worried about the clownness, and not even being the the type of man that we want, a man that is going to be about his business, you can have some fun with it, but just don't be an ass cracker, and act like you've never, ever, ever, ever had any kind of home training, or had any money in your life, for this, my man Adrian, who probably will take another L against Manny Pacquiao, and hopefully that will be his career-ending boxing match. Gets our silly Negro of the week. Yeah,
0: no clap. its
1: like literally when he said he said something to the sense of on God, I'm finna whoop his ass or knock him out, and he said on God and them, and I don't even know who them is. Yeah, it, 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 you know, because it's going viral. Yeah, the it, ignorance. The 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 thirty to forty second l- lines of ignorance, and it's just like this dude just needs to give it up, become the rapper that he wants to be, become this street lord that he wants to be, and stop boxing.
0: Yeah, because we got a lot of people out there who think that uh, I say it all the time: the streets don't love you, and all these people out here who keep trying to, to hold on to an image or, or hold on to. Uh, what they think is, is what they should be you know a, it's,
1: love
0: is adrian broner what are you, running with 50 for a half second no. floyd and all them well no. here's a difference between it they're winners you you may or may not like 50 cent but he's a winner true you know you may or may not like Floyd mayweather but in his craft in his business he's a winner true uh once you start losing you ain't in the winner circle no more
1: and then when and you're losing and you're not only not losing gracefully, you're losing and you're still talking shit.
0: Yeah. And you're, you're putting out all this stuff to save face, to save your ego. You think you know, all this promoting negative imagery. You're, you're doing all this. You're doing it for the gram. You're doing it for the likes. You're doing it for the snap. And we got a lot of people out there who don't realize sometimes the amount of influence that they have. We got a lot of young people who look. There were a lot of young people who looked up to Adrian Broner. Like he was their guy. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people who wanted to emulate him like they emulate Floyd. And there's
1: a lot of and then I think Broner is also trying to emulate another other boxers because of his persona, his flair, his his, his cocky prowess. But at the end of the day, he just didn't live up to the hype.
0: Yeah, because that when you try to put forth a, a certain image because you think that's what sells or because you think that because it gets you clicks, it gets you likes. Uh, Something that's important is, is that you got to understand that uh, when you keep trying to promote a certain life, it's a matter of time before that life actually comes and finds you. And when you keep trying to say, you know, he said we're talking about Tupac, about how when he did that, the, the scene in Juice, how he adapted Bishop to his life. Man, like it, it got to the point to where he had so much imagery that he was he had created a mm-hmm. full character and a persona. Uh, Tupac with a 2 as opposed to Tupac with a T <laughs> that he had created this world around him that he became a prisoner of Mm-hmm. And when you talk so much for so long and you project yourself for so long, that's why there's so many conflicting stories about what kind of man he was, because people will sit there and talk about the guy in magazines and these clips. But then when you talk to everybody who knew him, they have all these different stories, because depending upon how well you got to know him, how many of those layers got peeled back mm-hmm. and about, you know, like, you know, he just a genuine soul and this and, and, and all these different faces of him. Well, when you continue to, to project something out there, and especially if it's got you know negative connotations, you're out there talking about trying to promote a life of violence. You're out there trying to promote a life of, of violence and, and gangs and guns and drugs and, and criminal element. You could pr- promote that for so long. You could present that for so long. Uh, eventually, someone's going to come test your gangster.
1: Test my gangster. Eventually, gangster, someone's gangster, going to see gangster. if you're about
0: their life eventually, or you're going to dig yourself in a hole deep enough that you can't get out of. And that brings us to to a dude out here who's literally dealing with that right this second. Man. He's sweating it out in a cell right now. Ha! Uh, Treyway. Treyway! <laughs> uh, Fifi! Right. Yeah, Robert Takashi 6 9 Treyway! <laughs> and I'm going to be 100% aside from the song with Nicki Minaj, the Fifi song, because it's with Nicki, so it got... A little more pub. I couldn't tell you.
1: I couldn't name you one Takashi six nine saw, but I can name you about ten six nine incidents. Yes,
0: if you're not familiar with who he is, if you look at him, he may look Hispanic he or Asian He troll, you. but I mean just for because you know he's a guy with uh, rainbow colored hair. He's got like the rainbow colored grill, lots of chains on him. You've probably seen him with Fifty Cent for for uh, for a minute, and some of his. No, you've trolling. seen him with you've seen him with uh, Treyway. Well, for folks who may not... The name may uh, not stand out to you, know. depending on hey, how old you hey, are. Everybody knows. Hey, depending on how old you, you are. <laughs> yeah. And so this dude, you know, he oh, recently God. just got picked up after a Ray J-ish rant on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne, uh, DJ Envy, and Angela Yee, found himself in custody on some federal charges of racketeering, gun possession, and uh, orchestrating hits on individuals
1: sounds like a bobby Smurder uh, uh uh case yeah this dude who's a known troll
0: he's probably uh i mean shy of 50 cent or you could say they're 1a 1b or hip-hop artists who got the gang gangsta, down. always talking at Treyway. if you know what Treyway is it's in reference to a new york city gang uh, a new york gang out there and then and, and his manager what is it shoddy shoddy uh yeah they're the the trayway gang is mostly known for uh not only violence but they're real big in selling uh fentanyl and narcotics to the traway and uh and so that group- that group uh so recently he did a breakfast club interview where he had kind of uh, denounced the streets when he was saying that allegedly his management and the folks in his circle had been stealing money from him. Mm. That he was, you know, he was asking for. He has his asking price for his shows. He was under the impression he was getting paid three hundred something thousand for his shows, <laughs> and he was brought to his attention he had been paid three point six million. And from that, he, you know, he he alleges to say that, you know, he told he fired the entire crew, everybody who was Trey Way. all that Trayway folks who was with him. He went on the Breakfast Club saying "F Trayway." f the old management f the booking agent f everybody you know bad boy as a staff record labels mother f and mother effing crew like he was just on, on some on some pock hit him up stuff on the interview and right after he finishes with his interview uh he's approached by the rallies man <laughs> who told him that they've hoping got,
1: that the fella rallies don't raid
0: Yes. After his interview, he was saying that uh, they have wiretaps of the individuals in question saying that they wanted to, quote, super violate him after his rant on The Breakfast Club. That sounds bad. And that, uh, you you know, you need to get with the program because it's about to go all bad for you. Come with us and, and let's talk this out. He declined. And immediately after he was indicted on, on, on racketeering, and several other uh, charges. So uh, he in a cell right now. He was mm. denied bail primarily because of his past criminal uh, arrests, uh, probation violations, uh, all the, some of that stuff stemming from an issue he had where he was uh, arrested for uh, sexual behaviors and activities with an underage girl uh, on tape. Uh, it was a 13-year-old girl who was seen performing oral sex on another individual in the group, and he's seen behind her, like kind of thrusting. And, you know, <laughs> screaming Trayway and a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, in the video. So he got probation for that. Bunch of several other run ins, whatever. So this dude who's been known for 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 trolling, for talking mess, for for being all about that street life, screaming the gangs he's from, taking pictures with with automatic weapons. Uh, the feds got him. They've got him with pictures like he videotaped a, a robbery. Uh, A robbery of a gentleman where they stole his backpack when the police raided his apartment or his home. They found the backpack with the victim's ID in it, as well as they found firearms. They've got pictures of him on 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 scene of shootings like they got they they got a lot on to do. Mm, mm, You know, mm, when mm. keeping a real goes wrong, they got a Takashi six nine in the Cuffties.
1: Where do I start with this? (laughs) Like, where do I where do I start? Where do I begin? Um, See, this was a life. This was a moment and I've tried and I've attempted to stay away from talking about this individual. Not the simple fact that I don't knock his hustle. Not the simple fact that I'm you know, jealous of his success. Not the simple fact that I don't think he's relevant. But just for the simple fact that I didn't want to continue to help the madness grow. Yeah. And as I watched the madness grow... Me allowing myself to not participate in any commentary as I usually do on Facebook with certain individuals or, or things of that nature that are changing, um, you know, certain things with our youth, influencing our youth uh that is a, as a bad spot that we're in a, in a black community. And though this dude isn't, from what I know, was he's Mexi- Mexican, Puerto Rican, or whatever like that. Yeah. You know, he hung out with a whole bunch of uh, Negroes that were Bloods, the Trayway gang, and his notoriety began to rise to the point where I had to start talking about him because my youngins. We're starting to ask me questions and asking, say, hey, do you like his songs and giving me education on some of his older stuff where I was more related to more of the newer stuff because more of the newer stuff has kind of like crossed over, so to speak. And I remember just saying to one of my young people, the kind of energy that 6ix9ine is reaching for is a kind of energy that I don't want to hear no one say, um, R.I.P., or free 6 9 because he's going to get exactly what he's asking for. And I said that about two weeks ago to a, gun- a bunch of young people. Yeah. And I just watched it all play out from the altercation that he had in L.A. with um, YG's crew. From the shooting he had at his video sh- sh- um, shoot yeah. in Beverly Hills that had Kanye and Nicki Minaj. And then turn around, and we're just talking about the last two weeks, and then turn around and have, you have an interview where you're now disassociating yourself from all of these goons that have held you down, your record label that has held you down, and being on your social media platforms as well doing kind of the same thing. And even before that, getting put on probation, Getting put on probation for something that you should have got locked up for yeah. for at least five years. Yeah. But getting put on probation and then leaving the court and one of your people get shot.
0: Yeah. At a, at a party for only getting probation, there was a shooting.
1: Yeah. I think it was a dinner that was going on. There was going but, on. Gotta but yeah, whatever it is, he's – they're going oh, to some place. That was the
0: second where, shooting. There was two. There was a shooting at the dinner with a guy who, who mm-hmm. approached the security with the chair. Mm-hmm. And then there was a different shooting. Okay. Well, that's know, what I'm saying. This there's dude there's been, a, yeah, this, let you know So been. So doing.
1: overall, what this dude's track record, it's getting into multiple situations when what was revealing is the L.A. situation. Because this wasn't the first time that he had got approached in a situation in L.A.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, once before, a few years back, it was, I mean, probably last year, I think it was, it was after an award show. But what was telling about the L.A. situation as because this is what gangsters do nowadays, as his crew is recording and the other crew is recording, the other crew is not allowing his crew to get in. And he's out there while bodyguards are everywhere and. Those guys are yelling, and he's on the other side. He's yelling, I'm in your city. I'm in your hood. Man, Acting as if there was going to be something that's going to pop off. Like, he's basically bragging and boasting that he's in your city. Like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. The thing that I can't stand is, one, how in the hell did we let suckers get into doors of real shit? That's one. Two, how in the hell did... This mother ever get a pass for so long to perpetuate not only trolling, fake gangsterism, as well as really take a culture, (laughs) take a culture that he wasn't branded from or bred from and really make so much money. And then the third thing is, again, listen to Uncle B, kids. This shows you. By depicting this gangster lifestyle and living this gangster fairy tale, there is no whimsiness. There's only L's. Here is a young man who's only 22 years old that got influenced by all the guys that he got arrested for, wrestled with with the racketeering charges, yeah. who are close to 40 years old utilizing and manipulating this young man to do these acts and he felt brave hearted because he knew that he had a ruthless bunch of gangsters that had his back until they was ready to not have his back anymore until he started talking about he was about to cut the well and now you have an oh well moment I saw an interview just the other day. Fat Joe sat there with this young bull and explained to him, said, hey, I was in your position before. The feds was trying to get me. They was trying to shut me down. I had to slow my pace up. I'm telling you that you have an opportunity to go a different route. You have an opportunity to do something great. You need to slow the fuck down. And guess what? The kid didn't slow the fuck down. So me, I am actually excited (laughs) that we can get rid of more of the chaotic poison that continues to stream our line of hip hop and get back to the basics. And the lesson hopefully is shown to all young people that feel and think they can continue to be a part of the gangster lifestyle and be a part of the rap lifestyle and have them coincide without some serious repercussions here is your lesson no one learns from bobby smurder no one learns from ar ab no one learns from rollo no one learns from the atlanta mozzie that got killed no one learns from the other rapper that got killed in um Pittsburgh that was about to get indicted as well no one learns from the young dude who got killed who got ambushed and got robbed in florida Nobody learns about these things, but you guys want to continue to try to push the ante as if people are not paying attention
0: and paying attention is exactly what they was doing. Like I said, he went on the radio talking mess about the group he came from (laughs) and immediately he was approached by the feds because they said they already had him on. They had wiretapped the conversation. I mean, they had already been watching. Mm. They had already Mm. been paying attention to the group and, and what People don't get sometimes and they think about, oh, man, it's it's this street stuff. It's whatever. They already had information on the gun stuff because he videotaped the stuff for for social media. They came after the feds came after him for the racketeering stuff. Mm. You know, that's when you're messing with the church's money. Mm. You know, government don't like you making a dime that they're not getting a cut of. Mm. And, you know, all these little, you know, dealing with the police department where they kept giving them probation and a slap on the wrist um You've been you've been shorting Uncle Sam, which means uh if you are not trying to do some time, you going not have to snitch. Mm. So th- this this is where you at now. You you're in prison in general population. Your mama's in in protective custody for a minute. Your pockets aren't that deep. You know you're gonna pay whatever little money he's made that he flaunts for the gram is about to go to legal fees. Mm. And the only way he's not going to sit up in a cell is if he gets to singing. Mm. And for a lot of our young people out there, they don't have that legal fee money. And the police is not putting your mom in protective custody. Mm. So watching these dudes, I thought something that was funny and very telling is that uh, they asked 50 Cent about when he got bought. And 50 Cent's quote was, don't call me. what <laughs> <laughs> What he said? 50 said i'm sure there was some j- some joking in that <laughs> but you got popped by the feds 50 was like don't call me like like, like don't call my phone like you you under federal indictment like i don't,
1: i can't touch you let's give some real breakdown on what feds mean for the for the boys and girls and for the people that may not be up to par with understanding the legal system that's the federal government let's so, let's let's wait real quick uh, You are not dealing with state police, not dealing with the local branch. Mm -hmm. You are dealing with the feds, the same feds that took out the Black Panthers, the same feds that when they come, their conviction rate is like a 95 percent 90 like they're going to get who and what they want. They don't lose often. And if they lose, trust me, they're going to come back for round two. Okay, the biggest
0: differentiation between dealing with uh, your local, state, federal, uh, local will will get you with the suspicion of. You can be approached by, by your local law enforcement under the sheer suspicion that something don't quite look right. If you get approached by the state, like the state comes after you, They've got a strong hunch and minimal at best information. Typically, they've got they've got something that points in your direction. When the federal government approaches you, they already know. Mm. So (laughs) so when you reach that point that the feds are pulling you aside and picking you up to have a conversation, they already know. It's now what deal do you want to make? Yeah. yeah, Who do you want to snitch on? We may not have enough to convict you right now. But we already know who you because we're not going to jeopardize the case. Mm. So we're not going to pop the low level dudes first. We're not going to disrupt your business because we need to get more intel. We're not going to do anything that rocks the boat to Mm. stop you from doing what you're doing so we can continue to build our case. So if we ever reach the point as the federal government, the law enforcement division to actually approach you, that means where we've got more than enough information that but approaching you is not going to jeopardize an indictment. That means we've already got more than enough on the books, which means if I'm approaching you, you are not who I'm here for. So if I'm approaching you because you're connected to whom I want, if you don't get approached, you're
1: who they're looking for. You must now take in consideration your future for your family and yourself and the rap career. That you may never, ever, 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 ever have the way you probably thought it was going to be because what's going to have to be the decision is you going to be a soldier and ride it and stand tall or you're going to be a mouse and you're going to snitch. Eat the cheese.
0: And with him going with that is that you already publicly denounced the street ties you came on a nationally syndicated radio show separating ties and saying f the group that you did the street stuff with so when you go to jail you ain't got the the street no one's got your back Mm -hmm. but if you're just average dude in an average town wherever imagine that that conversation when they're like look for in his case the the mandatory minimum is 32 years (laughs) <laughs> like if you get a conviction across the board of what's already on the You're table. You're going to have to take a deal. The minimum, the, well, no. When, when it co- well, yeah, when it comes to mandatory minimums, like if you get the conviction, it comes with 32 yeah. years. So imagine when you John Q, whomever on the street and when they will approach you with that and all these dudes who think these young guys out there who think that he's not, nah, that's my brother. Now that's my family. Like we done come up together. We done done dirt together. I know his mama. He know my mama. Like we tight, we tight, we tight. When all of a sudden you're 22 years old and you get hit with the at best, you're going to be home at 55, nah. just off top, you're going to come home at 55
1: that ain't and that's that's the best case and you scenario. Know, and you know, as an artist, you are popping and you really believe in your mind that hmm maybe I should go ahead and try to save myself because you think you're going to still pop because I know that's what he's thinking because those guys he's thinking in his mind yeah they were the muscle but they weren't the gem they weren't the jewel they want the commodity i
0: I am i could find more of them they can't find me exactly but i'm talking about the dude just the average dude because we got a lot of young dudes out there who think that nah man my my boy wouldn't snitch on me my my brother wouldn't turn his back on me brothers are snitching every day b
1: Yeah, <laughs> this, 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 like you're this, gonna this have to, he's gonna it, dude he first of all let's 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 be very clear yeah he's a cartoon character yes okay he's not, not about that, about not that about life. life and though he might have done some shit now it's just like the, the the kid that now has been you know put in a position to where he feels himself a little bit more because he knows the muscle he got right yeah. it's just a little brother that now is with the big brother the little brother can do shit for shit but he's with big bro and everybody so now his chest is out a little bit right yeah so i mean when you look at him when i first caught eyes on this kid i was just like who the fuck is this clown because yeah. he had the rainbow shit it just was like it was too weird for me and my idea of what this new rap is, I was like, yo, I'm getting a little bit too old because it was rainbow. It was red flags. It was all this gang shit, this blood gang shit. I'm like, whoa, okay. But then I started watching this young bull, his notoriety just rise and, and become King of New York. The, he will he claimed yeah, it. Yeah, well, but and then the thing about even saying he was king of New York, it's just one of those things that you get popular and you say it. It's just like how everyone else has done it. Lil Wayne said, I'm the greatest rapper alive. And people just buy into it because they just want to live into the hype. But what thing that he had that was different because his story is a little similar to what we saw with 50 cents with the trolling with this kind of, I'm going to rush this kind of, uh, uh, you know, this, this industry and take it by storm and do it kind of my way. 50 cents and him had two different things. 50 cents had a machine called Interscope with Dre and Eminem and Jew money. And what six, nine had was the internet. Where well, he could create this imagery. He could be able to troll as well as having a bunch of gangster gangsters that was ready because they knew he was the meal ticket to lay down and be as official and as real as he needed them to be. And it worked. But what doesn't work? What doesn't work is when you continue to perpetuate a lifestyle that you are not fine with and that starts creating a dangerous atmosphere for other individuals i guarantee you when it was all hood shit they don't come but once you start navigating some of your bullshit and some of your madness like you have a a a a shooting in a beverly hills home that you're rented that's now putting you more on the radar that's getting people to call and say hey You need to arrest this guy to get rid of him because I know the feds were going to come, but I'm sure and I want to believe they weren't going to come as fast as they did because they like to marinate on cases. I believe that he put more tension on himself with now these beefs spilling over to the suburban area to some of the suburban places into these places where now you got some good old white folks that are feeling a little bit Whoa. tense compared to just some hood Negroes around the block. Well,
0: that's the big part there. And what a lot of people don't get when it comes to these major indictments, you're building the case, you're putting together pieces to a puzzle trying to make something fit. Uh, Why reference to the, the Trayway gang, their big thing is they move fentanyl through New York. That's a huge problem. Because fentanyl is not a black person's problem. Mm-mm. We're not the ones who are OD'ing on fentanyl Ooh. everywhere. These gangs are moving fentanyl through through suburbia. Through white kids are the ones who who are OD'ing on this stuff. And so, uh, you know, them pill poppers. That's mm. not us. So, but they, we just have to be the foot soldiers in in, in, in this particular uh, case. So when they're looking for to connect those dots, he's the linchpin. For what they're trying to stop. Takashi 69 is not out there moving weight with with that fentanyl stuff. No. But he's linked to the people who are. He sure is. And when they saw that window of opportunity of saying he's the weakest link, he's the dude right now, that's the vulnerable dude. You know, let's get him to roll over on everybody. You know, like I said, you may not be a, a rapper with a million dollars in your pocket. You may not be you know, just young dudes out there and girls, it's not it's not just you know, young boys is doing it. You may be somebody out there who you think that you dotting all the I's and crossing the T's, and it's that person that you be messing with that gets caught up. Mm. It's the per you may be solid. You ain't never gonna snitch on nobody, mm. but you but the person you run with gets put in a compromising situation, who's twenty-two, looking at coming home damn near as a senior citizen. And they ain't mm-hmm. about to do that. The issue they got with Takashi, he wasn't out there shooting and firing guns. They got him with video instructing people to do it. Mm-hmm. Like he it's was- one thing if you the dude is bossing up and they got you, you know, knocking folks out and pistol whipping folks and doing you ain't even that dude. He's a
1: he, he, no hey. like you the dude to say, yeah, get him. Yep. He's the instigator. <laughs> yeah. and, and and the thing about it is, you would like boys and girls, again, listen to Uncle B. Learn from the mistakes of Suge Knight. And their manager, his alleged manager, Shoddy, Shoddy, who started claiming they were the new Death Row and they were like, oh, Suge Knight and them. Is yeah, that maybe, what you want to be? Maybe literally. literally. Is that what you want to be? Like, really? Suge going to die in prison. Listen, Death Row had a great run, but sugar's in prison and Dre... Left uh, Death row to create Aftermath and he's okay. What what folks don't understand, this kind of lifestyle, when you create this kind of energy, when you get enemies, when you're trolling, when you're going ahead telling people to suck your D, when you're disrespecting people's uh, uh, wives, when you're uh, disrespecting people's dead homies, when you're disrespecting people's hoods, their mothers. This ain't going to get you nowhere all for the likes, all for this attention. And then you want to turn around and ask for the the, the audience that you've been showing your ass to, to sincerely give you some empathy because you are now saying people were stealing. Yeah, people were (laughs) stealing money and that's really not who I was when that's what got you all the money. That's what got you all the likes. That's what got you all the views. So this is you now. So you can't go backwards and now say, well, I'm not that really that gangster. Now we want to really see how gangster you really are. Now we're going to see, because from the the, the stories of it, and let's go back into the kidnapping. Dude's got a real detailed freaking career. The kidnapping that a lot of us thought was was a, a made up kidnapping. I still don't know what it could have been. But from what I've heard, the rumor has it that it was one of his people. It was one of his people. One of his people that wasn't, I guess, wasn't eating. So this whole uh, line of, of, of agreement that you had with Treyway was based on extortion.
0: Yeah.
1: It's almost like they were using you as their ass clown and their meal ticket as their bitch. They was pimping you out. And until you started saying, Hey, I'm a little bit bigger than, than this Trayway thing. And once they started seeing. Mm, let me show you what it really is. Exactly. The gangster shit really came out. And unfortunately about the gangster shit. Though you're not that. You cannot separate it. With this indictment. You cannot separate it with this Fed case. You can't separate it with this racketeering charge. You can't separate it. Because it is. Connected to what you created, the energy that you brought. Every person that you beef with are sitting back laughing at your bitch ass at, at this particular time because yeah. they knew everybody saw this coming. It's like me waiting for the moment. And when I saw him talk about his friend that passed, uh, um, the young bull. That got shot. What is it? Triple X. Yeah, Triple X. X, Yeah, Cassidyone. Whatever it is in him, You know, he got killed. There was a sober moment of him saying, hey, you know, it's made me think about stuff and refocus. But it was like the dude's energy became even worse. And I blame this on people that continue to celebrate ignorance. I blame it on you people that continue to view. I blame it on you people that continue to like to continue to celebrate and not sit there and really say, young man, we don't even want to see that, or just tuned it off so he wouldn't get big. I blame it on the TMZs. I blame it on these, these media outlets that now started to see him as a commodity instead of seeing him as a young man that needed help, a young man that was going on the wrong path, a young man that was being influenced by the streets, by the fame, by by the bitches, by the, by the glory, and about having this celebrity status for being ignorance. We have now picked up more often in this society, ignorance over a reality that people really need to truly live. And that's a reality of who they really are for self compared to just creating these fantasy Island um, characters and making money off of it and expecting us to have sympathy when all shit breaks lo- loose. I don't have no sympathy for none of this shit. No, it,
0: it and something that's a, a really good point attached to that, Something said that you can't sit there and, and spend six months, a year, two years, three years, very detailing stitching this outfit. You done sat there and, and was real cross-stitched. You done put the buttons on it, the zippers, the lapels. You got the collar. You got this custom-made suit that you put on perfectly to show the world. And then when it goes wrong then try to take it off and say it don't fit you. Mm. Like you done created this full image of who you said you are, what you about. Mm-hmm. I'm, this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Then you get popped and it goes south. I'm now, not, I'm not, I'm not. Now I'm you not, I'm don't want to play
1: no more. Get out of here.
0: Now you want to sit there and say not, nah, but it was, but I didn't really, uh, I didn't mean it. I was just playing. I was just talking. Now you, you moonwalking like Michael Jackson In the courtroom, trying to talk about trying to disassociate yourself from all the things that now you're going to have to deal with the repercussions for. And in this dude's case, you're going to have to go back to formula on everything they've associated with every video. Everybody who's in the background, you're going to have to attest for why was he there with you? You're going to have to go back and say, why did you give him money? You're going to have to go back and say, why did this money go towards that? You're going to have to sit there and account for every dollar you spent, every minute you spent and every person you were around. If you're trying to go home, Mm. which means that whole group that you've been running with, this is a twofer. Mm. This whole group that that you're going to have to disassociate with and roll over on everybody you was with. And if you on the other side, this is when it becomes very important to be mindful of the company you keep. There's a whole lot of people who act like they're
1: down till shit goes down. You know what? It's funny to me that when you just see the Bobby Smurder case. Yeah. totally In identical. New York. In New York. Identical. It's funny to me when you see the Troy Ave case yeah, in New York. No, in New York. And and, and and also as well as the radio head, um, not the radio head, excuse me, the podcaster who was on the streets before that actually got arrested for, who actually t- took a deal. um, I forget his name. Ta- yeah, Tax Stone. Taxstone was building out and they came and got him and now they're waiting for Troy Ave and Troy Ave there's been still like two other attempts for his life after the fact right and you know you haven't heard that much from him because i think that um his character and his bravado Was was at a high for a second, but it kind of dwindled down, especially when the snitching allegations came out because everyone's like, "Mm," you know, you're basically saying in a song, like, what will you do? I don't really owe him nothing, so I'm gonna snitch. It was like, whoa, here comes gangster, gangster Troy Ave. Now you snitching? You would think. Justified snitching? Justified snitching? Justified snitching. You would think that folks would take um, advice. From the advice that's given without it being given by looking at what's actually going on yeah. and knowing how hard New York goes, knowing what New York is, the, 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 the um, state that created hip hop police. Knowing that they have a force, a gang, a, a rap, a hip hop task force. Excuse me, that is just focused on them. Yeah. So it goes from the hip hop task force, and then the hip hop task force says, like, "Oh, I think we have a little bit something bigger than this. Yeah. Well, let's call some of our Fed buddies. Hey guys, and it's like, oh great. Once the industry is done using you and taking you for all the money, there will be a new Negro next year. So it's better for you to save yourself." Before you get ate up. And the fact that when I look at A.R. Ab in Philly. The thing that all these artists have done. The Rollo in Atlanta who got busted. Um, actually I think he got busted somewhere I think in California. Trying to you know bring some birds and bring it somewhere else. And now 6 9 and his whole team. You look at the same thing that has got them killed. It was their ego and their love of talking reckless, whether it's on some kind of social media platform or some kind of place where they would get views upon views to continue their gangsterized image. Arab, I believe he's an official real Negro when it comes to street shit. I don't I, I, I I've heard enough about him to kind of know mm, that dude's the official guy. Right. Yeah. Six nine
0: character. Like, Made up. Like with that Bobby Schmurter. Dumb boy. Bobby Schmurter could have got out sooner. He was a real he stood and, up. And he split the time. He had to. He split the time with the homie. He, he said, stood up. He said, instead of me getting out early, split the time so we get the exact same yeah. amount of time. Stood and up. I'll
1: stay in longer. Yeah. So we in here together. But listen, but listen to this. You're talking about his homeboy that, you know, he the, they did most of the rapping. We're not talking about the guys that did the murder, the guys that did Those guys got to see 54 thinking they was going to go beat it thinking they was going to go to the to the judge instead of taking a plea deal or saying nah, yeah. they went to court and got canned
0: but what my point is with, with with that dude with bobby so bobby was like look i'll take this time i'll sit in there we'll sit on it there's dudes who go there all the time who sit on it takashi ain't that dude.
1: this ain't this ain't gonna happen
0: and, and why i i reference the difference because like i said there's a lot of young dudes out there who got more takashi in them than they got bobby Schmurder. no and there's a whole lot of dudes out there who are just with people yeah. who are trying to look good and you may not be doing it for the ground, but you're trying to do it for the hood. Takashi. Takashi's not a stand up. I don't look at him. Nah, no, but I'm talking about that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm agree yeah, with you. I don't lot, see the stand-up in him. Which is why there's a lot of young people out there who who are
1: who got more of him in this. Yes. And a lot more. And, and when, that's why I get frustrated off his influence because we know that this is not his reality, but this is his front. This is his character. And you know We've seen what's even happened to the great ones like Tupac or great ones like Biggie. The one thing that I know if Pac was here today would have been like, damn, I should have just got out on some cool shit, not got out on some fuck the world shit. Because your energy, it, your energy is going to bring you exactly what you claim.
0: But I'm and, and a step further. I'm taking that with what, what we do uh, as, as a people. We like to ingratiate and bring in all those folks who seem like they down. And bringing all them folks who like, oh, nah, man, it's a white dude, but he's just like us. He, You know, she, 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 I know she's this, but she, she's cool like like whatever. We're going to see how black Takashi is courtroom time. We're going to see, because his whole crew is black. Like all them dudes, all the videos you see, all the all the stuff. Everybody. Him, let's see how much family he still got in him when he gets heated and pressed. Because all of a sudden, he whitened himself up real quick. When it's time to get out of time, because they said when he went into court this last time, he was he was humble, he was soft spoken. It was yes sir, it was no ma'am. It was he wasn't throwing around in this and in that and, and this that all that stuff. Clean up real quick when when you got to put the suit and tie on and you're looking at some real time. So like I said, you know Takashi can be used as like after school special. Use him as a horrible example, but for our young folks out there in our communities and, and, and who we with about watching great, these folks, it's a, it's a great example. Yeah, watch not only if you're mimicking them Takashi moves, but watch the Takashi in your group. That dude who can come in and it's all cool and all sweet when everybody's, you know, whatever. But as soon as the heat gets on, they show all these videos all the time where that white boy all of a sudden turned back
1: into a white dude when the cops show up. You know, the one thing about it that what, that kills me, and I feel like how Death Row fell, and uh, again, how Takashi is about to fall. As soon as. As the background dancers want to start being the lead dancers. When Suge was Suge Knight, the menacing Suge Knight that didn't talk, you just knew that was Suge Knight. Yeah. Really didn't even know if he owned Death Row. You know what I'm you saying? Just see his name on the you CD just like, Who see it. Exactly. You didn't know until Suge started wanting to be Suge Knight. That's when Death Row fell apart. When. The, the the show the, the shawty guy that he had, the manager guy, started becoming more of a lead role player than the backup, the muscle that like he was supposed to be, kind of the background, and not really be in interviews and, and having opinion. Yeah. You started to then see when he started coming and started you getting to learn him more than you're learning about the artist. You know where that comes from. You, you, start, seeing, you start seeing that shift And you see this for you out there who don't realize what
0: happens when that takes place. When you have an artist who is the forefront and you're the behind the scenes guy, you realize there's a shelf life on your artist. Mm -hmm. And if you wait for your artist to expire, you're a one hitter, quitter eater. If you put yourself to the forefront where you become somebody, you can then start substituting out artists and you can continue to eat. When them dudes in the background all of a sudden start coming to the front, that's usually a sign that they're looking to get rid of you. Or that they're aud- they're auditioning for the new ah. you, <laughs> like they're they're taking applications for the new you. Mm-hmm. But I think all these things are important that we have to to be mindful of that the images that we not only put in front of our kids but also ourselves. There's a lot of adults out there who still doing it for the gram. And that we have to be mindful of these energies that we bring into our spirit, that we listen to, that 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 penetrate our mind and our ears and watch how we're moving. That these suits that we create publicly, these personas that we may say that, well, if you really know me, you know, I'm not like that. But that's not who you present to the world. You keep presenting a look for a long enough time. You keep creating a suit for a long enough time. And regardless of the situation, you might end up stuck having to wear it. I think these are things that we have to make sure that we're mindful of in our day-to-day lives that we have to address when we see them. And definitely stuff that we have to say something about. Say something. I'm Jermaine Morrissey with Barry Axios. Where can folks find you
1: online? Not in the feds. You ain't doing it for the gram. Nah. Um, Barry (laughs) Axios at Facebook. um, Barry Axios Twitter. Barry, uh, No, IG. It's going to be at Team Void. Of course, Black Friday. Shop Black Friday Sacramento. Come out. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. two two five one 251 Road. And let the 69 story be a lesson to you youngins. Don't do it. Words of Richie Rich. I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook. Every
0: other social media platform is at J. Morris CEO. This has been the Say Something Podcast. I'm Jermaine Morris here with Barry is. Yes, sir. And until next show, we will holler at you later. Indeed.